Hey everybody, today's show is brought to you by Hoopsters, a basketball-themed board game only available at hoopsters.store. I like playing board games because it gives me a chance to connect with my kids or my friends, and for me, the best games are a lot of fun, but they're easy to learn, right? I don't like checking the rules on the inside of the box to lay every other move. Great games require some strategy, but also a little bit of luck, and they don't take forever to complete a game. I'm not a fan of those five-hour Monopoly sessions. So I can tell you firsthand that Hoopsters is all of these things. You can play a quick game in 15 minutes or longer one in 30. It brings all of the thrill of basketball together with the strategy of backgammon. And I just can't tell you enough about how much fun it is. Each set is handcrafted here in Central Ohio, so head to hoopsters.store, and if there aren't any sets available, you can drop in your email address and we'll let you know as soon as we have some more. That's hoopsters.store. Now on to the show. Hey everybody, it's BMOC. If you're doing a Sports Wednesday workout, leave now and we'll let you know at the halfway point. And we're ready to go in three, two, one. Cue coach. It's conference finals time for the NBA and NHL. And Kawhi Leonard's buzzer beater has us thinking about the greatest last second wins of all time. Yeah, we are. Plus, we've got your locks of the week and third baseman trivia. Everybody live from the PP Dome. This Whatever. is Sports Wednesday. Nice work there by the maestro Brian Hake, our musical director. Who's on this show, maestro? <laughs> Let me tell you. This guy. This, this guy. guy has the world record for driving his kids back and forth to their high school. It's BMOC, big man on campus. How you doing tonight? Absolute world record. 100%. Oh, yeah. Certified. Maybe uh, that daughter of yours will uh, get her... Uh, her license soon. Get her license soon. Yeah, we're motivated. <laughs> and next we have this guy. Yeah, this guy. He claims to have very poor eyesight, but I've never seen him in spectacles. <laughs> it's the coach. <laughs> Matt Longley, how you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. It's true. Uh, I don't. I'm not, I, I think I'm I've seen you in spectacles once, Coach. It was a horrific sight. It was a <laughs> horrific sight. No one wants to see me in spectacles. It's a spectacle. <laughs> it is a spectacle. Much like Sports Wednesday, sports talk for the medium fan. That means, as you're about to find out as you listen to the show, we know the big storylines, but we're going to get those details a little bit wrong. I'm going to let you guys know you can follow the show on, on Twitter at Sport Wednesday at Sport Singular Wednesday. Guys, I got a big Twitter update for Ooh, you. Oh, you do. Oh, my. I was able to confirm this week that the at Sports Wednesday account is not one I set up a few years ago and forgot about. It's, it's not. 100, it's a- 100% not me. And it's been suspended by Twitter. What? For inactivity or? Yeah, for being a spam account. So, oh. uh, now it's a waiting game of weeks or months or years for them to release the uh, username. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying we've made some incremental progress there on Twitter. But until we get the at Sports Wednesday handle, follow us at Sport Wednesday. Lots of great content there. Also, a lot of great content on our Instagram feed at Sports Wednesday. How are we doing on, on Instagram, fellas? It was a good week for us. Buck 26. 126. Oh, we dropped? It says buck twenty six. Did we drop a lot? Yeah, we were up to one fifty. Oh wow, we dropped a lot. All those. Uh, it was like I think it was from the uh, the Kentucky Derby post. So we picked up all these equine. Uh, I don't know if they were businesses or what. It was like equine Bulgaria, equine Greece, <laughs> and then they came to look, and then they left. Yeah, then they left. So they must have left. So it was it was yeah. it was beautiful while it lasted. We were at one fifty two. I think two hundred could happen. So the horse community coming out on Instagram, then they probably got, they, they listened to my handicapping system and said, these guys don't know what the hell they're talking what? about. Horse poops? I got to bet on a pooping horse? That's weird. Yeah. All right. Well, social media is fun, but the show is divided into a morning commute and an evening commute. And again, we'll let you know the halfway point if you're out on a walk or a run or a bike ride on a Sports Wednesday workout where you can turn around and head home. 
But for now, let's get the morning commute going. All right. Sounded good as always tonight there, Maestro. Well, folks, it's the time of the year when the medium sports fan starts to check into what's going on in the NBA and NHL playoffs. They're kind of like, oh, conference finals. So, yeah, I ought to check this out. So we got Is some George decent. still playing? Yeah. That guy's <laughs> good. He's real good. He's real good. Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe's hat trick. Uh, so we're going to just walk through them in the NBA and the NHL and tell you what we know about them. And get ready for the finals. Uh, Coach, you're going to lead us through the NBA here, starting in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are there by virtue of an unbelievable, unbelievable last-second shot by Kawhi Leonard that bounced four times on the rim before it dropped. That reminds me of those uh, driveway games where you were <laughs> pretending you're playing in the finals and you shoot that ball. Three, two, yep. one. He was fouled. No, totally, that, yeah. that was totally. unbelievable. Like, I mean, I think I think somewhere DeMar DeRozan was just crying. Oh, God, I know. He's like, I could have been there. Yeah, so uh, what's the breakdown on this series, Coach? Is, okay. Are the Raptors a team of destiny, or is the Greek I, freak too much? I, I feel like if there was any two evenly matched teams, it's these two. I mean, you, you basically have Giannis and you have Kawhi, and then you have a cast of um, – You've got Lowry and you've got uh, – I mean, there's a lot of two huge stars and a lot of guys that that, that support them. I mean, it, it, very – there's not really – neither team really has that solidified number two. I mean, I, this one's too close to call. I mean, if, if you're going to – right now, I just think Kawhi Leonard is a man of destiny. I mean, he is, if not the best wing player right now playing. I mean, I'm telling you, even on both sides, because Kevin Durant right now is hurt, so I'm saying he's the best one playing. Um, he can do whatever he wants. I don't know. Is this one going seven? This one's going seven. What do you mean by wingman? Wingman meaning like the three, the basically you're talking about small forward. Two, he's a two or a three. He's your basically your 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 LeBron James, your Kevin Durant, gotcha. your Kawhi Leonard. They're, they're, they're the player that every team dreams of having, you know, the the corner piece. And he is right so, now, I think, so, the best. Is he the best guy so, on that team? Oh, by far. Okay. So uh, for medium sports fans, when Coach says a two or a three, that number refers to his position on the court and not Coach's rating about how attractive he is. Correct. That's a whole different rating system. Because that's, that on, a ten, that's on a 10 scale. So Yes. Okay. So two evenly matched. Coach, if I'm breaking your analysis down correctly – both teams have a really good player and some okay support players, and whoever makes it through is going to be served up for Golden State to destroy the finals. <laughs> yeah, you, you nailed my analysis. That's beautiful. If, I, if, you're right. putting my, if you're holding my feet to the flame, I'm picking, I'm picking Toronto in seven. All right. Sometimes a, a big last-second buzzer beater like that helps the team. I think it helps them elevate their game. Absolutely. Over- over in the West, Golden State surprising no one. They defeated Houston. Portland, a few buzzer beaters of their own, taking out Maestro's Nugs. Dang it. <laughs> Nugs. Do uh, the Trailblazers have any shot against the Warriors? Mm, no. <laughs> He's not I, the best analyst in the business for nothing. I, I, I mean, the Portland, I, I really like this team. And, and I was telling you guys that I watched the whole game on Sunday when they, they, they eliminated the Nuggets and um, C.J. McCollum and, and Dame Leonard, you know, uh, Lillard had a, an awful game, but McCollum just came through and, and they they are a fun team to watch. Like talk about it. I mean, that's another very spread out team. I mean, L- Lillard can score 40 in every, any night, but so can McCollum. And they beat a very good Nuggets team, but even saying that they beat a good Nuggets team, the Nuggets are not the Golden State Wars. I don't even think this – I mean – I, the Warriors and it, it it'll be go five I think only because I think the Warriors will slip up one game but it won't go any more than that. Warriors in five. Warriors in five. Uh, Maestro, any thoughts on that matchup? Who are we talking about again? 
<laughs> no, I, I think I think five's fair. I, I do think uh, you know KD's hurt a little bit, so I don't know that they're going to play him much if they don't have to. So I would say I, I know I was talking to Coach before game time here, and I said he thinks KD's going to play the first game. I don't think he's going to play the first game. I think he'll sit out. Maybe. Well, uh, props to you, Coach. It's, you sound like you actually watched a game, which really makes this unique in most Sports Wednesday episodes. I know. I, I actually have some knowledge. Uh, I wanted to throw this out there. I don't know if you guys remember the Trailblazers uniforms back in the 80s, but they were far superior to what they're rocking now. They, oh, kinda, they used to have better. this really cool depth with this sort of, you know, cool font. They still have the font, but they went with sort of a flat look, and it's just black and red. And I'm oh, I love fan. their jerseys. I used to have a, I had a Trailblazers 80s. hat back in the day. Did you really? Oh yeah, I, I sported. How it. far back in the day? Like six uh, year old Matt? No, I'm going to say it was in high school. It was eighty. It was in the eighties. When that's back when you were a huge Terrence Porter fan. Huge TP. Yeah. And yes. All right, so that's the NBA. Coach says Golden State, Toronto. Golden State wins the NBA championship. Maestro, do you have any uh, different call than that? That's a pretty fair assessment. All right. I'm going to go Golden State, Milwaukee. I think the Greek Freak's going to do it, and I say the finals go five. That sounds about right. Yeah. So. I think I picked Milwaukee in my uh, in my locks, but we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Of course. Right now it's time to talk a little hockey. Hockey. Walking us through the Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes. I'll tell you what. I think last week I was curious to see uh, what Carolina was going to do against Boston, and I shouldn't be curious because, man, they are tearing them up. The uh, Carolina's already down two games to none. Um, Boston looks real good against them. So they are, They're scoring a lot. It bums me out even more that CBJ couldn't win that series because I feel like they might have skated all the way to the final. Oh, say that out loud around here. That'll I know, bring people I know. to tears. But Boston looks far superior. I think that that series, I know it goes back to Carolina. Carolina will probably get one game at home, just winning in pure pride. But I think it's a 4-1 series. I think Boston will win when they go back to when they go back to Boston. I think I I think the effort that Boston had to put up to beat the Blue Jackets is benefiting them now, which is crazy. I would agree. It's yeah. a wicked smat. That's wicked smat. Uh, yeah. I have a not, I, even below medium sports fan question about hockey playoffs. Is it East and West like in basketball, or do they have like different names? Well, they they have East and West. So it's it's uh, it's East and West, and then in, within those conferences, and it's like uh, cosmopolitan, metropolitan. Dude, they used to have the Norris, and they had yeah. they had. I mean, remember the they Patrick? The, yes, and I don't know if they still do that. Man. So I, I I do have some hockey. Uh, I have a hockey tidbit here. Since 1982, teams up two to zip in a conference final win 94% of the time. So Boston's got this one. Easy. In the bag. In the bag. All righty. Well, let me, uh, let me tell you about the West then. Uh, I don't know why I chose myself to lead this. I thought I was going to read about it. But I've been I've been a fan of the St. Louis Blues since we started picking the playoffs, and uh, it's because they they ended up the third seed in the West. But it was only because of how some points shook out on the last day of the season. Uh, but San Jose they went seven, defeated the Stars. They won the first game. Uh, second game's going on right now. It's tied two to two. The Blues went up early, but the Sharks have come back. Mm, so, I like them Sharks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Sharks are looking awfully good. I'm sticking with my pick, St. Louis, but I think this one might go seven. Hey, we're all just glad Dallas is out, right? That's Woo! right. Nobody picked Dallas in our uh, hockey draft, and if they had won, that's a minus five points. Uh, but luckily, the Sharks defeated them. Luckily. And uh, Maestro, do you, you think the Sharks are going to win this one? Uh, I, I do only because I picked them in my draft. So Sure, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I want Boston, I want Boston uh, San Jose in the final, and then I'm uh, – I'm good to go on the points. That's a good matchup. Boston St. Louis is a good matchup. I think, I, I think it, the team you know, would watch. like Boston St. Louis. Yeah, that would be great. Wouldn't Not it? Carolina San Jose. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Very good. Uh, okay, so that's the NHL. 
over there. And uh, guys, that's a, those are conference championships. Next time we're talking about uh, these two sports, we should be in the finals. We should be darn close. Very good. Just that be, means just time for the season to start over again. That's right. That's right. Jeez. Oh, so the, w- the way it works in these sports is the regular season is nine months and the playoffs are three months. <laughs> and then you get actually a weekend break. And then they start over. Starts. Yeah. The, uh, the big news in, in Columbus today or yesterday was that uh, goaltender Bobrovsky's uh, condo is on the market. Yep. Oh. It's on, oh, it went on the market the day after the Blue Jackets got Ouch. eliminated. Yeah. He's Downtown out. condo, $2.65 million. I was thinking about putting in an offer. What do you guys think? Mm, I think you'd be safe. Low on ball that. it. Low, Low ball, ball it. it. I think you'd get it for thirty-eight thousand. Is it downtown? We could, we could, uh, we could hang out there during uh, Pelotonia. Yeah, and the best point is, uh, there's no lawn to mow. I love that, and no mulch. <laughs> no mulch. That's right. All right, Maestro, are you ready? Because I think it's time for the fun spot. Fun spot. Fun spot. nice work as always with the fun spot jingle all right inspired by Kawhi leonard's buzzer beater uh, i thought let's talk about some great last second wins any sport you each we're going to bring a favorite we've got uh, youtube links we'll be tweeting out this week but uh, talk about why you like the buzzer beater you 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 picked and if you're like me you probably had two or three that you almost picked let me know about those two let's start with you coach Okay, so I, I stayed in um, the theme of basketball, so I kind of went down the rabbit hole trying to remember some great shots, um, and I tried to make a memorable, like, I, you can go and you can YouTube final shots in, in the NBA, but I wanted to find stuff that, that actually mattered, and, and the one that is stuck in my head for years, and, and I wasn't a fan of either one of these teams, and quite... And I, Contrary to that, I was actually – I hated one of the teams because I was a fan of a team that they'd always beat. And the one that I picked was 1987 Conference Finals, Boston versus Detroit. And it is a steal by Larry Bird. Well, the play right before it, Larry Bird hustles and knocks the ball out of bounds. So it stops yeah. Detroit from running down the end of the, the – running the clock out. And then he comes back and steals it. He's falling out of bounds or he's on the baseline and he tips it back. He just throws it back with Dennis Johnson running, cutting to the basket, lays it in and just cut the heart out of Detroit. Um, and they ended up going on winning that finals. It was, it's, it's just, a, it's just an awesome basketball play because it's all hustle and all basketball knowledge of knowing and trusting your teammates. And, and was that the Pistons that everybody hated? It was part of the bad boys. Yes. Yeah. So, cause I think it was, uh, Bill Lambeer, that bird stepped in front of and basically spun him all the way around. Absolutely. And and we, yeah. I, I, it, it's the one that automatically came to my head. Um, I don't know. I just, what, uh, what were your finalists that you didn't, uh, you didn't pick? Uh, well, I had, I went college basketball and I love the uh, Valparaiso uh, drew the play. If you know the, the play I'm talking about where um, it's Bryce drew, I believe it is where he, Larry drew is the coach. Well, I don't know if it's his dad is the coach and they're in a, an NCAA game and they're losing by, I think it's one or two points. And they have this set play that is, I've run it in my own sets before. It's a last mm-hmm. second play where you basically it's, 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 it's swinging door. No, but it's, it's, it starts, it's almost, it's full court and yeah. you have to have everything run in motion and the kid catches it, which is the coach's son. He spots up about six feet behind the three-point line and just drills it game over. It's awesome. Nice. So that's yeah. Coach's runner-up. So tweet that out this week, Coach, as well. All right, uh, Maestro, it looks like you went for football. I did. I did. Um, this one popped into my head. I'm not sure why, but it was. I was glad to find out that it was actually at the end of the game. I wasn't sure if it was like uh, like before halftime. I knew it was at the end of something, but – it was the uh, I c- couldn't believe that it was 2015 already. Like, that's, oh yeah, I know. It's like three years ago. It was crazy, but um, it was when uh, Michigan State uh, blocked a, or the 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 punter for Michigan. Um, it was like 10 seconds left. Michigan had gone up, and they were just going to punt it and bl- and burn out burn out the clock and the, the yeah. Punter. 
Oh. Muff, muffed it, fumbled it, and then Michigan State ran it in for a touchdown with uh, no time on the clock. Oh, that was such a great Anytime not, not only like that is yeah. amazing. But. That was awesome. At the time, Michigan State was number seven. Michigan was number 12. I'm, I'm watching it on YouTube now as you're talking about it. It's not just that he fumbled it. It kind of bounced up right into a Michigan State player's hands. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. It I, was I have a funny story about that game. So we were all um, – I was running in that um, – Bourbon Chase, we were all in Kentucky. Uh, okay. So a bunch of us Ohio State guys are all in this bar, and they, no one cared about that game. But we had the game on, and tell Sean, if you're listening, you'll remember this. And I just remember when that play happened, and we're watching it. I mean, we erupted, but we erupted in a crowd that no one else cared. So it was just <laughs> it's a bunch of us going nuts. I mean, there were other people that were excited, but I just remember us just going nuts. Like, yes, Michigan lost. Yeah. It was awesome. The, the disbelief on the fans' faces and, so good. and then on the Harbaugh's, it's just, it's classic. He's got his hands on his knees, the old coaches. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe what I'm looking at. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. You, Maestro, did you have any runner ups? Well, I was, I was telling Coach this as well. You know, obviously, you know, every time I, you think about those, those crazy plays, you can't not think about that Cal, California uh, Stanford one back from the oh, early yeah. 80s. The broken trombone. The, mm-hmm. uh, the play, I think is even what they call it, but I did it and I'm digging that one up and watching it again. Cause it's, it's so amazing. Yeah. And there's actually on YouTube, there's even more footage. Um, and there's a guy, you know, when he, at the end, that when he stops it, when he, well, when he lands on that band guy, yeah, there's a cameraman there like taking pictures and they have a, the picture of that guy takes when that dude sort of like sort of jumps up and then lands yeah. on the, and he's yeah. like in midair, getting oh, ready to yeah. smash that guy. And then when you see the video, you see there's like this older camera guy, and he's standing right there. Yeah, pretty cool. So the immaculate yeah, reception. I know that picture wow. that you're talking about exactly. No. Didn't uh, didn't Duke have a very similar play to that within the last couple of years, where the crowd came on? Uh, no, the crowd didn't come on, but it was like an eight lateral final. Oh play yes, again. yes, yes, yes. We'll try and find those what, and, and tweet them out. What was funny also about digging more into that uh, Cal Stanford game is there's there's some footage after where the the refs actually have to think through and say whether it was a legit play. Yeah, right. And there's a dude from the crowd up by the huddle, up by the umpire's huddle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the umps make the decision. And he turns around, he puts his arms up in the air, and he's like, "Yeah." He's not even awesome. a coach. Oh, he's like not it. even a part of just any a guy. He's just a guy. And it's like it hilarious. That would never happen today. Yeah, uh, they they're not uh, the students don't rush the field very much anymore like we did back in the day. No, they make it much harder. And little known fact, the the guy that had the ball first is the guy that scores. So it goes around mm-hmm. like seven or eight and players back to him. and back to him. That's incredible. That is incredible. That's a great play. Good. That is a great one. He's still getting free beers in Cal. He's oh, probably wandering Berkeley. Going, I'm sure he is. Hey, I'm the guy. I'm the bro- I'm that guy. So, well, mine uh, also in football, yeah. I, I watched the 2007 Fiesta Bowl, and I was just – this whole game was relatively amazing. Like, Boise State went up 25-3, to three, and then Oklahoma scored 25 uninjured points to take the lead. And then Boise State on a fourth and 18 – runs a hook and ladder, which goes for a touchdown, ties the game. Then Oklahoma scores on their first possession in overtime. Boise State then scores on a halfback pass in overtime and decides <laughs> to go for two. For the win. And and then this wasn't a pure Statue of Liberty, but that's the closest thing to it. And it's when uh, Z, their quarterback, he fakes an out pass and then hands the ball behind him to their halfback who takes it in and uh, scores the winning two-point conversion and then immediately proposes to his girlfriend who's a cheerleader. And I, like, if you saw that in a movie, you'd be like, come on, guys. It's fake, <laughs> I know. You can't. So that whole sequence was unbelievable. And, and really, that was a time when a team like Boise State playing a major conference team was still a pretty big deal. Yeah, I remember how that was a big deal. Well, I, I, they basically were the wedge into, you know, the BCS or any of that. Boise State yeah. is that team. It's it's very similar to in college basketball and uh, the tournament. that I, I, I call that the Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, Gonzaga jammed their way in and said, we deserve to be here, and now mid-majors have a place at the table. And I feel like Boise State was the team that basically 
that game basically jammed it in and said, F you guys, we deserve to be here. And that, that coach is now at Washington, right? For Washington State? Uh, he didn't stay there, right? Isn't that the guy that he's in? Yeah, that guy, the, the guy that was there is gone. I'm not sure if that if he's, he's not like at Washington State. he's the guy State. at Washington State. This is a great medium conversation. So <laughs> Are you sure about the guy? I think okay. the guy that you're talking about, he ended up going somewhere, but he's gone. Could be, or it could be the other guy. It could be the other That's guy. That's the guy I'm talking about. Yeah. But now that we're talking about this, there's actually a game this past season where West Virginia went for a two-point, right? At the end of the game? Yeah. That would have been a good one, too. That would have been a good one. I, I did note, so... I have in my head a memory, and this is, was one of my runners-up, a memory of a commercial that the NBA used to run. And it was a commercial where one team gets like a full court basket and, you know, with one second left on the clock to go up, and then the other team gets a full court basket going the other way to win the game. And I could not for the life of me find it. Now, you said it was NBA? Yeah, and, and the they used to run this as a commercial, and they'd be like, it's fantastic. But the point was, like, you had these two amazing shots, and I could not find it. And I only looked for about 15 minutes. But, like, really, when you look buzzer beaters, other than the classics, they're mostly showing you the last couple of years. Yeah, like, that's that was my problem, yeah. Um, yes. Hi. So I, I couldn't find that. And then my other runner-up, of course, and this was just a stick at the coach, was the Keith Smart oh, shot for Indiana. Oh, you son of a bitch. Against coaches Syracuse. Syracuse Orange with Ronnie Sykley. Uh, I will say this. I watched it again. It really wasn't that amazing of a play. It just happened to go in with four seconds left. But Correct. He did make it. He's a jerk. Were you, I'm assuming you were watching that game. Yes. Okay. I, I died good. on that shot. That's 87. Yes, I remember that. You want to know what I also remember? Is what? Derek Coleman missing a front end of a one-on-one that would have made that shot completely irrelevant if he just makes the free throw. That's right. But thanks, yeah, right. Make one, it goes tied. We go to overtime. So 87. So coach is 16. He still has his old uh, Cleveland Indians footy pajamas. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. He was watching. He's probably up past his bedtime. Oh, way too late. Wearing his, his horn-rimmed glasses. Pushing them up. T- tape in the middle. So I just had. He's, he's I just eating had, and they're getting stuck in his braces. I just had Petey the intern look it up. It's uh, Christopher Scott Peterson is the actual coach of Boise Scott State. Scott Peterson, yeah. Back in the – 2010 Fiesta Bowl that is now a coach of Washington. Washington. Peterson. Washington. Peterson. Good call. Good call. All right. Well, those are some great buzzer beater type finals. Great last second wins. I think that wraps up the fun spot there, Maestro. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Check. One, two. Check. (sighs) Fun spot. Sounding good as always, Scott. Uh, folks, time for an update on our Midwest Baseball Stadium Showdown. Like everything we've done on Bracket Ninja, it's started to slow a little bit. The quarterfinals wrap up uh, will have wrapped up by the time you hear this podcast, so you can, on Twitter, we'll tweet out the link where you could vote in the semifinals. Right now, uh, Wrigley Field is still leading Bush Stadium 4 million to zero. Great American Park and PNC Park remain tied at 2 million. Hold on, Just one vote. Hold on, Pete. One Hold, on. Vote. Hold on a sec. Too many <laughs> the sound of Maestro popping in Iron City. Miller Park and Kaufman Park uh, also tied it to these are the exact same numbers from last week. So we have had <laughs> Okay, I gotta ask. No votes. I, I, I've I tweeted it about four times as we just need one person to come in and break the tie. I, I'm calling out Twitter here. You can't just go on for two seconds and vote for a couple stadiums. Come on, people. Oh man. What do we so, gotta do to get people to vote? I'm starting to question so, whether I voted this week. The weeks are just running together. They are I'll running get, I'll get it. I'll get on it. Uh, I'll tell you what. Come uh, Wednesday when the quarterfinals end, if it's still tied, I'm just going to pick the winner myself. It's going to be BMOC <laughs> basically deciding what the best Midwest. All right, we need people to vote. Stadium. We can't have that happen. We absolutely cannot. We cannot so, have that happen. Uh, I'm, I'm really starting to question the five bucks a month we're paying for bracket. No, we're going to make it worth it because I, I, my goal is just to keep having you pay that $5. That's $5 that could be going into Hoopster's construction. 
could be going in marketing construction hi everybody it's time to stop doing whatever you're doing riding a bike or walking turn around and go home have an old style uh, before we get to the Hoopsters commercial, though, uh, this was a late add to the show sheet. I'm throwing it at you, Coach. You want to explain what the Sports Wednesday Thrift Shop Challenge is? Yeah, so uh, BMOC was out thrift shopping this weekend and scored, if you're on our Instagram, an unbelievable find, a Roger Maris bobblehead. Can you tell so me good. a little story about how you found that and, and what, what you felt like when you saw it, when you spotted it sitting there, knowing that you could have it? Well, first of all, let me tell you, I'm not a bobblehead guy. I don't own any. Okay. Um, and then my wife wanted to go to this furniture th- thrift store because she's like, maybe they have some patio furniture we can get for the for the deck. And we went. Okay. And like when I walked in, there's a line of bobbleheads just sitting there. Oh, around. really? Yeah. And there's probably eight more there. Um, and I looked, and the first one I looked at was Roger Maris. And I'm like, yep, that's it. That's why we came. That's uh, Five bucks. Five bucks. Oh, where is this? Uh, you got to tell me. You're going to have to tell yeah. me up the air where it I'll is. text it to you. There's yeah. a, there's a, there was a Blue Jackets guy I never heard of. There was a couple more Yankees. I think it must have been like a Yankees classic hero series yeah. or something. So uh, I know you like the bobblehead. So so here's the challenge. The challenge is it's the, the thrift shop challenge. But it, it what we have to do is the three of us each, we have to set a time. And then basically we have to procure something from a thrift shop and then we will then take that item and then we'll have a panel of judges decide who had the best sports find at the thrift shop and it can be of any any anything it i'm not going to say what it has to be what it what shape it just has to be what is the best sports find it can be a t-shirt it could be a game it could be a piece of paraphernalia it can be anything but we'll, we will try to find the best sports find in a thrift shop. All right, guys. And when you find yours, let's put it up on Instagram, put it on Twitter. Probably we'll do a whole bracket, Ninja, for these three oh, items. Why, why wouldn't we? And we'll take a good six weeks of voting and allow the same four people. <laughs> I'm just glad that more people have voted than actually host the show. That's good. I like our Which is there. by a factor of one currently in the Midwest Baseball Challenge. <laughs> One person who doesn't host the show has voted. And whoever that person is. God bless you. You have more power to you. You're our favorite. All right, that's the Sports Wednesday Thrift Shop Challenge. You know what else is a challenge, Coach? What's a challenge? Hoopsters. (laughs) It's a challenge to find a set. They're never available. I know. Are they just sold out? People love it because it's the greatest basketball-themed board game you've never played. We haven't quite gotten it to market, but if you give us your email address, we'll let you know when we do. Just head to hoopsters.store. Drop in that email address. Coach, you got any updates on the Hoopsters? I have one thing to say. Summer 19. Okay. That's when it's going to happen. I I cleared it with the boss over here at BMOC headquarters that I have one night a week that I'm designating just to head down to the Idea Foundry and work on stuff. And and I'm clearing uh, it too. Yeah. Good times. So Hoopster sets coming soon. Coming soon, everybody. I am, uh, Coach, I am signed up to take the CNC router class. Oh, there, you are? So, yeah, so hopefully that'll help us that'll figure get out another time. tool. <laughs> BMOC, you're going to ride your bike down there to the class and then ride your bike home? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hoopsters.store. Give us your email address. Please. All right. I think it's time for the evening commute there, Maestro. <clears throat> Sounding great as always. All right, the evening commute. We like to uh, update our ongoing scoreboard challenge against ourselves. Do locks of the week. Do some trivia. Have some rants. It's a good time. I always uh, we always come into the evening commute doing pretty well on time, and then uh, we end up not having done well on time at all. Yeah, we're <laughs> so, we're, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. We're doing okay. Uh, our playoff update: We drafted teams from the NBA and the NHL, and we get a point for each series they win. That's, this is working out for me. We haven't had not working out for yet. me at all. 
I'm at a this. I'm actually at a plus five. Golden State's one two. Portland's one two, and Denver one one. Oh, this is working out for me. This isn't bad. Maestro uh, is at a plus four because he has two wins by the Bucks, Boston, and Philadelphia. Coach at a plus three. Toronto, Toronto, and Houston. If the Raptors win, that'll be a plus four for you, Coach. Okay. Over in the <laughs> NHL, I'm at a plus fifteen. <laughs> No, I made a plus five. Uh, Colorado, I had the St. Louis Blues and Carolina, both of them in the finals with two two series wins. Coach at plus two with the CBJ and the Islanders. Long gone. And Maestro. Way gone. Also now a plus four. He's got two conference finals teams in the Bruins Ooh, in San too. Jose. Sons of bitches. So that'll be, uh, that'll be exciting when those get added in. Uh, what we need to start thinking about what the second number of adding that in is going to be, guys. Like, do we just add our points to our our correct total, or do we have to add? Oh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, I see what you're saying. There's a math problem. Yes, because. We'll work it out. All right. Uh, last week's lock of the weeks, and I have updated this now, guys. Uh, see that. Last week, this was pretty good Maestro's pick. It was pick the Game 7 winners for a couple series that were tied 3-3. Uh, the St. Louis Blues beat the Dallas Stars, and that was a plus one for myself and Coach. Uh, the Denver Nugs lost to the Trailblazers, and that was a plus one for myself. I was trying and to be a, yes. I was trying to the contrarian angle didn't work. For That's me. all right. Uh, the 76ers Raptors, the Raptors won, and that was a plus one for Coach. So Maestro shut out on those. Uh, but the special lock of the week with the L.A. Lakers hire Tyrone Liu. Uh, I got screwed strong, on that one. Can you? Strong, can you? nope. From me and Maestro. Yeah, can you pull up, maybe uh, interject Coach's uh, very confident Lou <laughs> okay, prediction? Can, well, can, can I drop it in and put in there? I mean, he couldn't have been more confident. Can I, can, I, can I at least have a chance to explain? Yeah, but hang on. All right. First, let's listen. First, we're going to listen to Coach last week, uh, which I'll drop in and post when I'm taking all of his sneezes and sniffles out. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Oh, okay. I'm going to say yes. Yes, yes. Hmm. I'm saying no. Saying hmm. no, too. Hmm. Oh, that's an easy point. You know something we don't know? Coach. Yeah, I don't know. Mitch Kupchak and I hang out. Although Mitch Kupchak's not there anymore. but Historically, when Coach makes a super bold claim like that, it blows it's up. It's way off. <laughs> I'm super excited. So you guys are in great shape. You're going to get all those points. All right, guys. We have... Okay, go ahead, coach. (laughs) All right, so (laughs) here's the thing. I was right. The Lakers are wrong. They should have hired Lou. They're a bunch of idiots. I mean, you know, they made an offer, but it was just three years. It was was for the minimum, and they basically said, we're going to choose your – they basically hired him to be LeBron's handler, not be the coach, Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't give him extra years, which is they gave – um, Walton, five years, an mm-hmm. untested, unknown coach that basically had won nothing, and Lou, and now they've gone and hired Vogel, which, and then they made sure that they have Jason Kidd on the bench, which, does anybody remember how this worked out last time? This is David Blatt. Vogel David, is being David, David Blatt. David, David Blatt. <laughs> David, David Blatt. Uh, they also offered Vogel three years, and he took it. Of course so. he took it. He's Vogel. What the hell else is he going to do? But here's my question, Coach, and I think I know your answer. But Ty Lue, how much is he a good coach, and how much is he a good LeBron handler, which got him to four straight finals? Here's here's where that all comes together. Right now, he's a good enough coach that he took the greatest player of our generation to four straight finals, and one of, one of them, that's better mm-hmm. than anything else that they were going to pull out of the scrap heap, which is what Vogel is with mm-hmm. what the team they have right now. This was a right. power play done by their general manager to say, LeBron, you don't get to pick the coach. I do. All righty. Well, uh, you didn't get that one, Coach, but you yeah. did quite well in the other on the other ones. And that plus three brought you up to 22 of 38 on the year, oh. just one behind our perpetual leader, Maestro, oh. who's at 23 of 38. And uh, myself, I am at 19 of 38. Look at you coming back. I know. Coming back, I have finally crossed the 50% line. So oh, that's nice. That was, a, that was a good week for me, uncharacteristically. Locks of the week. Our locks of the week this week, Coach, this was your pick. 
before you explain to everybody what these are, I'm going to tell you that you are responsible for looking this information up next week. No problem. I, I, it's okay. going to be very easy. So here's what you're going to do. There are going to be three games in the Western Conference Finals and three games in the Eastern Conference Finals before our next taping. So what you have to do is basically, my, my theory is that the team that wins in the NBA, it's not the five guys that start. you got to have those guys that, I call it the Andre Iguodala rule because, I mean, he was a nice player and he was a part of that team, but he was the, the, the finals MVP because he came off the bench and did everything they needed. So the bench is important. So essentially what you're going to do is you're going to pick one game out of the next three, and I'll tell you the dates. There's three games, you get game one, game two, or game three. And then one of those, there's you have to pick the team that, that the bench outscores the other bench. So it basically okay. game one, the Blazers versus the Warriors, you pick, okay, I'm going to say, oh, I'll pick the Blazers. So their bench will outscore the Warriors in game one. So you're mm-hmm. picking one of those and say, yes, this is a lock. This- All right. What are, the, what are the three games? So you've got game one, Blazers, Warriors, that's tomorrow. Um, then you've got uh, game one, Raptors, Bucks on Wednesday. Uh, game two is Blazers, Warriors, uh, on the 16th and then Raptors bucks the day after that. And then it's the next day's Warriors trailblazers. And the day after that comes Sunday bucks Raptors. So the first okay. two games are at golden state and the first two games and the other one are in Milwaukee. All right. I'm going to, uh, do I pick first? Cause I'm yeah, you play first or in last. Yeah. Place. So I'm going to take game one and I'm going to take the bucks. Okay. All right. The bucks will outscore the bucks bench will outscore uh, the the Raptors bench in game. All right, are you writing that down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, write that down. So I get second pick. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to take Warriors um, over the Blazers. I'll take the Warriors bench over the Blazers bench game one. Okay. Solid. I'm gonna Maestro? Go, I'm going to go game two. Hey, Maestro, could you lean into the mic a little? I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go game two. Raptors over the Bucks bench. Okay. okay, game two. Toronto. Okay. Did any of you guys look up uh, bench scoring in the playoffs for the NBA thus far? I, I was pleasantly surprised to find that data. Yeah, it's it's nice, and it was it's interesting on on the certain games. Some of the some of the teams score a lot. Some of their benches. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Like. I love it when you have a question and you can look it up and, and the data's there and it's easy to find on the internet. Sometimes finding stuff on the internet that in these data-heavy sports is impossible. And that brings us to trivia. <laughs> tri- 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 trivia. 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 All right. Maestro, tell us about trivia. This was your pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah, we're we're knee deep in the MLB season, and I've I've actually been watching some baseball, not like oh. full games, but like uh, you know, it's late at night baseball for guys. some reason. My uh, Directv app has got you know, it's got some uh, some Fox Sports, some NBC Sports. Mm. So when I'm flipping around and uh, the wifey poo's already falling asleep, I'll watch a couple innings of baseball. Mm. So, but anyway, I've been fascinated by third baseman. I'm not sure why. I think. Um, I think it's just because it's a weird position. I think everybody always thinks about shortstop or pitcher or catcher or whatever. Third base is kind of a tough spot. It's it's a hard defense. Hot corner. Hot corner. Hot corner. Um, and uh, so I thought, let's do some trivia on it. Let's see uh, what uh-huh. we come up with. All righty. What do you got? All right. I got the first one. You got the first one. All right. This is a multiple choice. Oh, I love multiple choice. I'm going to throw at you a bunch of facts. And then you guys get a multiple choice to say who it is. What famous third baseman? Third baseman had these stats. All right, you ready? There we go. Coach, don't be looking at my chip. Uh, I'm not looking at your sheet. I'm looking straight at my 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 screen. All right, right, ready? Yeah. Uh, This third baseman won a golden uh, gold glove. He won a World Series. He was an All Star thirteen out of his twenty one years as a as a pro MLB. I know who it is. He won the batting title in three decades: the seventies, eighties, and nineties. And in his career, he hit three hundred five, and he also hit over three thousand hits. All right, here are your choices. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need choices, I know who it is. You do? Yeah. Well, let me get my choices. <laughs> we got Wade Boggs. Mm-hmm. George Brett, mm-hmm. 
Chipper Jones. <laughs> and Brooks Robinson. All third baseman. Okay. Are you ready? George. Three, two, one. George, George Brett. Brett. <laughs> so what, what fact gave it away? 90s. You, you, you put him into the 90s. That mm. dude had longevity. 21 years. 21 years. The over 305. He hit 391 year. That was the last real serious run at hitting 400 for a season. Yeah, that was the year he won the uh, gold glove, which was 85. And uh, is Maestro, are you taking the stairs out of the basement? What? Hello? What sounded like he was walking away? He was walking. Uh, I was like, what? Like he was so mad that we knew this that he's just leaving the show and he's shouting George Brett facts. I'm glad you guys got it. Oh, do you have another one? Oh, damn. I thought you had more. All right. What do you got, Coach? All right. So mine is another third baseman trivia, which is good because it's third baseman. Hot. Hot corner. So this one is another multiple choice, but here's here's the deal. Out of these four. Here we go. (laughs) Out of these four Hall of Fame third basemen, one of them, one of them hit a home run for their 3,000th hit. Which one was it? Was it Wade Boggs? Was it George Brett? Was it Brooks Robinson? Or was it Chipper Jones? They give the same multiple choice guys? <laughs> Dude, those guys are the ones. They're the ones. Home run uh, on his 3,000th hit. I'm going to go with Wade Boggs. Okay. I'm going to go with George Brett. Okay. You, uh, one of you is right. It is Mr. Wade Boggs. Woo! And he was nice. the first player to ever do that. Hit a home run on his three thousandth hit. He had some ungodly stats. Oh God, his his batting, him and Don Mattingly used to have these unbelievable batting battles. Well, and Wade won most, you yeah. know. But God, they would just go back and forth, and like it'd be every day you'd check the the box scores and see. Well, there's a you know they're a tick ahead of the other one. It was fantastic. And even like in his like I think when he was forty or forty one, he was still playing. He, he could rake pr- playing for the Rays. Two and two is the count. And there's a drive. Deep right field. It is gone. The hit that makes history is a two-run home run. Bob's kneeling and kissing home plate. Wade Boggs uh, took the exact same number of infield practice grounders every single day. God, like he had a routine and he never varied. He ate the same meal too. It was like chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Very superstitious. I I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole with, with Brooks Robinson and man, he had some crazy defensive skills. Oh, that dude was the best. And that's another thing about third baseman. Third baseman just, they, they they burn like a comet. Like those guys don't play 25 years at at the the hot corner. You end up going to first or you end up being a DH, Mm -hmm. which. Yeah. Like Tom, Jim Tomey came up as third baseman. There you go. He went boom, boom, boom. Uh, I was watching in one of the, one of my, and I think I even texted this to you guys a couple weeks ago, but I was one of the late night games. I was watching that Stedman from Houston. Stedman. Yeah. Oprah's husband. <laughs> oh my god, you gotta Photoshop that guy's yeah, face. That's <laughs> but man, he was he was playing very, very well, I gotta say. I mean, he was doing some backhand glove stuff, just gunning it. I was impressed. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you this. First of all, uh coach, as always, good job on making trivia unnecessarily complicated. <laughs> of course. Uh I cannot believe we've had two third base trivia questions that didn't have Mike Schmidt even as an option. I know, but I was saving it for you. Yeah, I, I, you I left him off intentionally. I knew that somebody else would do it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. One thing third basemen are not known for is being fast. And I took a look at the top 100 stolen base leaders in all of Major League history. Okay. How many of them were primarily third basemen? And I'm going to oh. just tell you it's under 20. There's, you know, there's actually not a lot of third basemen in the Hall of Fame either. 17. Um, so how many were primary thir- third basemen in the top 20? No. In right. the top 100. So it's, and it's under 20. So I have, we have to pick a number. Oh, God. Mm. I, I got to say it's a number. It's low. It's got to be seven. And that's still too high, I think. I'm going to say seven. Uh, I'll say 10. Oh, you should have bid a dollar, Maestro. You're both overbidding. 
three is the answer. Oh, and not only this. Chance we can, I can guess any of them, or are they really long? No, they're super. We're talking 1890s. Oh, jeez. So apparently during that era of baseball, 1890 to the 1920s, what they call the dead ball era, not a lot of home runs, yeah. uh, a lot of stolen bases. You'd be shocked at how many guys from that era are still in the top 100 for stolen bases. So there must have been the way the, the game was played was extreme. Was, was different, yeah. And I, I think that uh, I think they were still soaking where they throw the ball at a guy to, to get him out. Oh, God. Oh, man. So uh, a guy named Arlie Latham, oh, he I is, Latham. I think, number seven on the list, 742. He played from 1880 to 1909. <laughs> uh, then the next guy played from 1890 to 1909 with 616. The, the only close to contemporary third baseman was Tommy Harper, who played for the Reds and the Indians in the 60s. That name's uh, six, Yeah, 605. But that's it. And I had to like... Literally click on every name on that list to see what position they play. But, you know, it's outfielders, center fielders, a lot of shortstops and second basemen. But that's about it for speedsters. God, I, I, I wonder what the current playing right now third baseman stolen base record is. Like that would. Yeah. Yeah. That would be one of those pieces of information that will be hard to find. It would be, should be easy, but it'll be hard. Very hard. All right, that's third baseman trivia. That was a fun category, and it got baseball into the show. So double props to you, Maestro, plus two. and corrections. I do want to make one um, correction. I I believe – I don't think it's Stedman. I don't think it's Oprah's husband that plays third base. I believe it's Alex Bregman that might play third base. Oh, it is. Hey, uh, hey, coach. Hey, coach. Yes. Could you wait for rants and corrections? I'm sorry, I should have oh, waited. Man. Can we can we flip that? That's um, but the yeah, as soon as Maestro jingle. sings the the jingle, it's yeah. time for rants and corrections. <laughs> <laughs> Maestro's not singing the jingle because he knows he's going to okay, get I'm corrected on my beer. Rants and corrections. <laughs> okay, Coach, I understand you got a correction. I do. Go figure. It's not Oprah's husband that plays third base for Houston Astros. It's a young man named Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman. Bregman, not Stedman. Not Um, Stedman. I'm so much my dad right now. So So sorry, Oprah. In my stress defense, he watches Oprah as often as he watches baseball. Let's let's cut him some slack. Very good. Uh, Anyone else have a rant or a correction this week? I don't think so. Oh, man. Do you have one? I don't. No, I just left it on there in case we did. Uh, I actually, I think I have like seven corrections saved up. I just don't know where I wrote them down. I wrote, I wrote a couple down last week, but they're ones so, that I did immediately and then I forgot them. We'll have a correction fest coming up. It'll be a Stedman Bregman uh, Instagram swipe. There should. Final thoughts. Alrighty. I think that brings us to uh, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, it's my turn for final thoughts this week, and I didn't have one until uh, literally maybe an hour before the show. Oh, good. I like those better. I know. And it's it's more uh, uh, what's your hot take on it. The Cleveland Cavaliers fi- hired a new coach today. Oh, now, yes. the Cavs oh. lost LeBron. Everyone said they were going to be terrible, but we proved everyone wrong by winning 19 games <laughs> and losing 63. <laughs> They hired Michigan's coach. Yes, John Beeline. Who's never coached in the NBA. I mean, this is what this is. I'm curious about this bringing an unproven college coach to the NBA. What what could possibly attract him to the Cavs? He doesn't even have to sell his house. So here's here's my take on it. Hot take. Hot take, everybody. Get your get your oven mitts on. It's coming in hot. Um here's the thing. He's He's not a super young man. He's like 66. He signed a five-year deal, which I'm sure it's going to pay him handsomely. Um, There's zero expectations where he's at. Um, He might get a number one pick. He could get Zion. He's going to have a bunch of young players, which is basically like coaching college, but you don't have to recruit. I could see a guy that's maybe tired of doing the recruiting trail, would like to just kind of like coach basketball, and Mm -hmm. he paid a ton for it. It, I question only because right now the situation he's at in Michigan, Michigan is the best. I mean, I think right now, I mean, Michigan state and Michigan are the two best basketball teams in the big 10, which arguably is a very good basketball conference. I mean, Until Michigan- next year when the Buckeyes come on. 
But I, this sounds like a man that's looking at a good payday. And if it works out, it's great. If it's not, guess what happens? He gets fired from the Cavs and he picks any job he wants in college. It's a win-win for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's you know, well, interesting hire. Well, the Cavs, are, so by the, by the time you're listening to this on Wednesday, you'll know if the Cavs got that number one pick because the lottery is tomorrow night. Is right? tomorrow night. Uh, the Cavs have a 14% chance of getting that pick. Uh, Larry Drew, that poor guy. I know. So Ty Lue got fired six games into this season. Yes. <laughs> and then Larry Drew took over and he's like, I don't want to be the interim coach. And they're like, okay, you're the interim coach. You just have yes. to. Granted, you go 19 and 63. I mean, I, I don't think you should be expecting you to re-up your contract. No. I will say this uh, about, how does his name pronounce? Is it Beeline or Beeline? Beeline. 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 Uh, his College record was eight hundred and twenty nine and four hundred and sixty eight. So he's one more than he so lost, and he coached definitely Bowling Green, right? Two Final Fours, uh, I think two national title game appearances. Yes. Is that right? But lost both. Yes. So he's Bowling Green, West Virginia, Michigan, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I liked him as a college coach. Moving on up. Ooh, yeah. Very good. Uh, I gotta say the. Really, I mean, we've talked about this before on on the show. Is that uh, it's amazing what LeBron has, and I, I, this is just us. We're a small microcosm of suburban, mm-hmm. uh, white middle aged <laughs> dudes. But um, in Ohio, craft like, beers I, and vinyl, everybody. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know the 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 domino effect of basketball fans in Ohio. I mean, since LeBron has left, I don't know if it's just us or if it's across the state, but like this, this past weekend was the first time that like I shot a basketball like in the driveway since LeBron, like if when the Cavs were in the playoffs and it was a nice day, you know, me and my kids were out shooting hoops. Basketball fever. Yeah. I mean, we had like, we had it and like, here we are. It's what's we're mid May. And this is the first time the basketball has been out. I, and that was just, I was just thinking, man, when, when it's exciting and you win, calves. yeah. When it's not. Mm, eh. Yeah. 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 Eh. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I, I actually was trying to think of the last time I, I shot a basketball and it was probably at Maestro's house. I think it was when we had our last up, year. The slam dunk contest where you, we you guys probably should have blown out your Achilles. Oh, tendons, I should have. Absolutely. You it, yeah, dark. It was dusk. Yes, and flip flops. Oh man, that was good times. We'll do that again. There's a park near my house, and I, I think you know. And, and as you guys know, I saw in the bushes a basketball in my neighborhood. Yes. And the coach said, "I need to go. I need to go get that basketball, pump it up, go to the park, and just shoot some, uh, shoot some free throws. Yeah, yes. see if I still have the touch." Uh, but it also has one of those courts with the low rims oh. for little kids, oh. and there's like this gaggle of eighth graders seventh and eighth graders who play there and they're like dunking and it's pretty funny to watch that would be enjoyable all right well we talked about bobbleheads i got a roger maris bobblehead but i do not have a david blatt bobblehead coach do you have one where is it well i gotta go find it i gotta go around the corner in a box in a room uh under a blanket i'm gonna pull the blanket back i'm gonna push some books aside probably Michael Chabon. And then I'm going to look down. Oh. And then BMOC literature slam. And I'm going to take that David Blatt bobblehead, pat him on the head and say, it's time to go to bed, buddy. Sports Wednesday is done. Devo, that's a good pick as we're talking about LeBron from the Akron area and then uh, Devo from Akron also. It's very good. 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 Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. So music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. 
Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Haig, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times.